The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is The Roundtable, a look at the news, views, politics, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Welcome into the Wednesday version of The Roundtable. Today we come to you live from Frisco, Texas, says... That is the site of the Conference USA Men and Women's Basketball Championships. And a uh, good show today with both of our Middle Tennessee coaches, Coach Rick Ensel, uh, here during our first segment. Coach Nick McDevitt will be here uh, in our second segment. And then uh, myself, uh, Kyle Turnham, and uh, the old pro, Dick Palmer, will wrap it up and give some overview thoughts on the tournament. But, Coach Ensel, good to see you this morning. Good to be here. Chip. It's uh, uh, always uh, w- when you get a team through a regular season and, 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 you, and you get everything together, it's like moving a small army getting to the tournament side, isn't it? Well, we've been doing – we've been trying to get everything settled and get down here for the last probably two weeks. Um, you know, sending the deadhead and the bus down. I think Nick did the same thing, you know. Yep. It takes a lot of pressure off of you. Gets all the luggage, all your equipment. You don't have to get down here and buy things. You don't have to go looking up stuff that you don't really know where to go. So we just bring the whole the whole uh, our whole setting with us yep and uh and you've got a uh, you've got a, a guy in eddie that uh takes a lot of that stuff you don't even have to worry about uh he's he's invaluable i tell you he does such a great job for us uh, making sure we get to practice away from practice we get to eat making sure all the equipment he's kind of over he's kind of in charge of all our managers and just uh, you know just he has his hand into just about everything we do yeah and mr palmer you doing good this morning i'm doing it very well thank you had a nice breakfast Yes, sir, and uh, I'll have one right after the show, so that'll be uh, that'll be good. Uh, uh, coach, another another conference championship that you you set the bar high, and and uh, that's what your expectation is year in and year out. And I've known you since God, seventies, yeah, late seventies, uh, and and so and and that hasn't changed. Uh, your expectations. Well, you know, you go into the season and you don't know really how what's going how good your team's going to be. All you know is what you've done in spring practice and through the summer. you got an idea of what to expect, and you pretty much know what's going on in other parts of your conference. The transport portal has changed a lot of that now, though, because you take some teams like UTSA. They were picked last. They got a couple of transfers in. Look at them. They've won nine. They won nine games this year. You know, I thought maybe that she probably should have been coach of the year because of the job that she did. I mean, she did just a fantastic job she ended up beating us um you know and then uh you know i'm not real hip on uh utep because i don't think that you can you should be a coach of a year when you lose eight games in a conference yeah you know and then end up fifth place i just don't believe in that i think that has to come from when how your improvement that you made she was picked last and uh she done a great job and then i i thought um i thought that um uh, Greg did a good job at Western Kentucky. He lost everybody and came back. And, I, you know, I thought him or her should have been coach of the year, to be honest with you. Yep. Well, you uh, were named co-coach of the year this year. Uh, as far as your, your players, Savannah Wheeler, Courtney Whitson named first team conference USA, Jalen Gregory, uh, all second team, and Ksenia Malashka, uh, the sixth player of the year. And, uh you, I mean, I think you know there was there was a lot of buzz early on about this team that the ceiling was pretty high on it, and, and you guys for the most part have have managed that, gotten to this point to be twenty five and four, eighteen and two in the league, and uh, still there's a lot of basketball that can be played. Well, you know everybody's <laughs> on the same playing surface right now, Chip. Everybody, I mean, you know, you can throw all the records out the door. I saw yesterday as I was watching games from other conferences. You had uh, your your people that won the conference got beat. The ones that were projected to be in the NCAA tournament, they got beat. Now they're be they're sitting there hoping that they can get in on Selection Sunday. But uh, everybody's even, Stephen. So you got to go out and you got to you got to play consistent basketball. If we do that, we're in good shape. But if we go out there and we think that it's going to be gifted to us, no. To go back to the honors, I thought the biggest thing that took place on all those was um, the the defensive. A position, and you know, Lexus Whittington was all all defensive player last year. We only put up one, uh, and then she ended up not even getting 
put on this year's team, and, and we were the number one defensive team. Um, everything, that every category that had to do with defense, we were at the top of it. And then you leave someone off like Alexis. I'll take that back. We did put Alexis and also uh, Courtney Blakely up. Yeah. And uh, we felt like that Alexis would make it and Courtney too, and neither one of them made it. Yep. Mr. Palmer, you've been uh, on this ride with them, with them all year long. This team has something special about it, doesn't it? I thought from the beginning that uh, that this was a special team. I didn't know it was going to be, you know, this special, but uh, uh, the girls have, uh, have stayed the course. Yeah. They, they've stayed the course. They hit a couple of bumps. They've had players miss games. Somebody else fill in and never missed a beat. I think, Chip, we had uh, maybe in conference we had twelve we had twelve games where we had a starter out that didn't wow. play. Yeah, in any of those twelve games, you take uh, Courtney Whitson was out four games, Savannah Wheeler was out four games, uh, Ksenia was out two games, uh, Lex Whittington was out two or three or four games, and all those games were in the conference. So someone picked it up and and. Did a great job. Yeah. The the makeup of this team is unique because you've got the international players. And, and again, as long as I've known you, you've been a mid-state girls basketball guy forever and ever. When was the decision consciously made, let's broaden our net, let's see what's out there, what can you bring in to enhance? And uh, and there are international players who want to come here and play the best college basketball there is. That that came in a coaches meeting. We were all sitting down. We were talking about Kim, Matt, uh, Tom, and uh, Nina. We were all talking about our recruiting. And we know, we knew that in order for us to take that next step that we were going to have to get some size. Well, in the, across the country, you may have eight pretty good-sized players that are decent. I'm talking about can can score, can play pretty good defense. Well, those kids are going to be – they're going to be eat up by the Connecticut's. They're going to be eat up by the – you look at what uh, South Carolina's got. they got three, three young ladies that are six, seven yeah. on that team, and they use them. And so we felt like then that we needed to, to spread our wings a little bit and look over in Europe and see what's going on. Basketball has changed from the pros all the way down now to high school. Right. Look at what happened at, uh, at Webb over in Bedford oh, yeah. County. They've got – Several kids that are from out of the country, but uh, we felt like we, it, we had to adapt. And so at that point, we went out, and, and Matt had all kinds of ties. And with his ties and with his uh, relationships that he had with those people that were recruiting overseas, we were able to get a couple of young ladies. And, you know, that's that's kind of how it all started. You have to coach them a little different? Not really. Yeah. I mean, they, they you take a com- competitors won't win. You're right. Everybody understands that. Uh you, and then to win, you got to play defense. You got to rebound the basketball. You got to share the ball. And we've been very fortunate enough that we've got that with Nasia, uh, Jada Granham, uh, and then Ksenia. You got three young ladies right there that that share the ball. That are not envious or jealous. Their main their mainstay is winning. You know they want to win. Yeah. And the uh, go ahead. I was going to say basketball is kind of an international language anyway. Right. The um. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things you, we talked about, how, you know, the ups and downs of a season, uh, the near miracle that you all pulled off on Saturday uh, yeah. late in the ball game and getting the game to overtime. And, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, sometimes you see that happen to a team and they're able to win that one. You say, boy, you know, that may be the one that propels them on and, and whether it's a refocus or whatever, that, that that game on Saturday against UTEP was something else. We were we were pretty much in control. I think at one time Dick might brought this up. We had a twelve point lead, I believe. And then um, you know, I got to want to coach. And uh <laughs> I changed our offense, which my coaches got very upset with. I changed and went to to another offense and we had scored like three or four or five times in a row and every game comes to a pivot point every game sometimes that pivot points in the first quarter with us mm-hmm. with me and it would might be in the first half well that pivot point was at the point where i changed that offense and at that point we we kind of got our chemistry off and we couldn't score they scored got some momentum and then they're tied and then we get the technical foul we're down five 
I think with a little over one minute to go, it was down mm-hmm. five. That's right. And then you, um, Gregory and um, uh, Cab Blakely were able to pull off a, a three-point play. Gregory made a great pass to her. Uh, then Gregory got fouled on a three-point shot. And then the 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 consistent thing about all that last part was Alexis Whittington. Yeah. I'm telling you, she was out there, and she was just like having two coaches on the floor because she was grabbing this one up and grabbing this one up and saying, hey, we got to do this, don't foul. I know that when we put them out for the last time, and I think we were up three, I saw her go over to Ksenia because Ksenia has a habit of sometimes when a girl comes to the basket, she's going to block shot. And I, heard, I saw her go over to Ksenia, and I knew exactly what she was saying. Do not foul because the only way we can lose this game is you foul and they're, they're, they get a four-point play. Yep, I was going to ask you about Alexis because here she is, local product, winding up uh, a career where uh, – she has been the glue on this team and in this program as far as a player for the last four or five years. Really, I think it's about six years. Yeah. Uh, she's just uh, – she's she's, she's such – she wants to win. She's such a competitor. She gets mad at herself when something goes wrong. And she gets mad at me if I if she thinks I might, may have called the wrong play or I may have asked her to do something or <laughs> asked someone to do something they couldn't do. I like that. Uh, I don't have a problem with that because when you've been there, when you've been around four or five or six years, you have the right. This is your team. You have the right to object and say, "Coach, I don't think we need to do this." And um, she has enough guts to do that, and that's what I love about her. She's such a competitor. She wants to win. She gives you everything you got. You know, she's playing on one leg, and I'm telling you, she's taking charges, diving after loose balls. Uh, you just can't, couldn't ask anybody to do anymore. She's doing. You, this year, one of the real key additions was Savannah Wheeler, uh, who had previously been at Marshall. And that young lady just has an unbelievable knack of how to score the basketball. She does. And she fit right in. Yeah. Uh, she came right in. You know, a lot of times when you bring someone in. I mean, in, she was gung-ho from day right, one. Right, When so. you bring them in from another team, sometimes you have some some feelings there between the two teams. And, uh, you know uh, – it's kind of odd the way all that took place. I, we had beat them pretty bad at our place, and uh, I come out of the dressing room. No one was in the gym. Our kids were all gone. I come out of the dressing room, and she's standing there looking at a picture right as you go into our dressing room of our team celebrate. I opened the door, and I said, hey, how are you? And uh, she said, I'm just looking at the picture of y'all's celebration where we won the last time. And, I, and she said, y'all played a great game tonight, Coach. And I said, well, thank you. I said, just keep your head up. Do good. So I went on that night out to Toots with some of my friends, and Matt came in. I told him about her standing there. I said, you know, we need to we need to stay on top of this. If she happens to go into the portal, which she didn't know, mm-hmm. we need we need to we need to get in it. We need to get in on on recruiting her. She went in the the portal at 7.30, and Matt was on the phone with her dad by 20 to 8. Yeah. So in 10 minutes, Matt was on the phone with her dad, and we were able to get that visit, get her down there. And she just right away, she fit right in with the likes of Courtney Whitson and Blakely and right on down the line. I was at one of the summer workouts. You're talking about that visit, Coach. And I saw this little girl come in, blonde-headed girl, and I'm wondering – well, is this a prospect? And I didn't recognize her at first. And then I said, no, she's too old to be a high school kid. So I went over and said something. I said, you're Wheeler, aren't you? She said, yep. And I said, you'd make a great fit here. Yeah. <laughs> and we were able to recruit her then, Dick. So, you know, at that point, she'd already in the portal. How has that changed the okay. world of women's basketball. Well, we were fortunate last year that we didn't lose anybody. Now you never know from year to year. Right. I mean, you see teams that lose nearly all, nearly all their players. Right. Uh, I think FIU might have been one of those teams where they were able to bring in four or five young ladies. And I think uh, you, there's UTSA. They lost eight players and they brought in eight new ones. You look mm-hmm. at them. You know, I think they they're going to they might very well maybe could be playing along in this tournament. They're in the other bracket, but we could see them in the finals. They're that good. Do you think they're that hot right now? They are. They And they since they beat us, they manhandled just about everybody. They've lost a game or two, but they manhandled. They beat uh, teams that you wouldn't expect them to beat. All right, Lady Raiders get underway tomorrow at 11 a.m. 
will play the winner of FIU and Charlotte, who play today at 11 a.m. Kind of handicap, handicap that one for us. Well, neither team has won since the 1st of February. So I'm saying that whoever wins today, there's going to be a little excitement, a little enthusiasm. So we'll have to battle through that. But, uh, you know, they're both – they've got two great coaches, both teams, and they've got some – some good players, both teams. I think you look at Charlotte, they had two players on the first team, all conference, and they lost a couple of players because of injuries. So if you put those two starters that they lost back, they very well could be in the mix in this thing. And right now, she's done a good job to yeah. bring that group through. The other, yeah, the other two games today, North Texas will play UAB at 1.30, UTSA and FAU coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, to play fill-in-the-blank – to win this thing, Middle has to. Hmm. Well, we we got to shoot the ball well, and we got to play our our regular defense. I mean, we've been playing pretty good defense all year long. We do that, and then we shoot the ball anywhere close to per, our percentage, then we're going to win games. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. So that's coming up, and that'll be at eleven o'clock tomorrow. Mr. Palmer will get underway at ten thirty, and uh, and here we will be at the Ford Center. At the star. Coach, appreciate you uh, spending thank, some time with us this no, morning. Thank you, Chip. Y'all, you, you do a great job at the university. We, we love you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, Coach Rick Ensel has joined us. Dick Palmer is with us. We will take a break. Nick McDevitt will be here with us and Kyle Turnham when we return after this. You're listening to the Roundtable on WGNS. And worldwide at WGNSradio.com. Hey, fellas, need an annual health exam for work or just to start the year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. Typically, it's completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. When the unexpected happens, fire, water, or storm damage, Fair Construction can help. Fair Construction is also there to help when a car slams through the wall, and that seems to happen more often these days. I'm Ron Hall. Let our family at Fair Construction help you. Call Fair Construction, and we'll board up, put down tarps, secure your home or business until the insurance coverage is approved. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. We're talking with Carol Johnston, a resident at Adams Place. They're very professional. I've gotten attached to some of the RNs, and they try to do everything they can to help you with your need, whatever you're needing at a time. It's a great place. Very homey, I feel like it's home. So I'm very happy here. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker, brought to you by AmeriCare Pest Control and the Law Offices of John Day. This is a paid legal ad. Hi, this is John Day of the Law Offices of John Day. For more than 30 years, my team and I have worked hard to help injured people throughout Middle Tennessee. Over that time, we've helped thousands of people get the legal help they need when they've needed it the most. And if we're not able to help or aren't the right lawyer for you, we'll do the best to point you in the right direction. If you've been injured, call the law offices of John Day for a free consultation. And remember, there's no fee unless we win your case. Let's check those WGNS Good Neighbor events. The Tennessee Philharmonic Orchestra encourages you to celebrate young musicians at a special event this Saturday morning at 11 o'clock over at Bel Air Baptist Church. Young area musicians will receive the Richard Siegel Tennessee Philharmonic Orchestra Music Excellence Awards, and we need to be there to honor and encourage these students. That's this Saturday morning at 11 at Bel Air Baptist Church. Also Saturday morning, the 12th Annual Special Kids Race. That's at the Murfreesboro Medical Clinic. Our hat's off to MMC for continuing to host this special event. 
For more information about this Saturday's Special Kids Race, get in touch with Special Kids. Would you like to learn more about the history of this community? Well, come on over to the historic one-room Ransom Schoolhouse from 9 until noon this Saturday morning. It's a free service of the Rutherford County Historical Society. And those are WGNS Good Neighbor Events. Partly to mostly cloudy skies in store for this afternoon. A slight chance for a late day shower with a high of 61. Chance for some light rain tonight, mid 40s. I'm meteorologist Michael Kara, News Radio WGNS. Currently 49. Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE Sharing Change has now donated more than $11 million to local nonprofits assisting worthy causes in our community. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Once again, the roundtable this morning is in Frisco, Texas. Conference USA for the big tournament. And here is Chip Walters once again. Thank you, Bart. We are live at the uh, Weston Stonebriar Golf Resort here in Frisco. That is home base for uh, both Middle Tennessee basketball teams. Coach Nick McDevitt uh, joins us along with uh, my broadcast partner, Kyle Turnham. And, and Coach, it is it is that time of the year and uh, – you know, basketball is a tournament game. It is built around tournaments, and here we are. It is March, and it's, it's madness. It's, it is about to get mad. <laughs> so. It is, but it's a great time of year. Uh, anybody that's a college basketball fan or coach or player, uh, you, you love this time of year when the, the conference tournament games start, and you can wake up in uh, 11 o'clock Central Time, you can watch some basketball, whether it's a, a conference tournament game or here in about a week or so, you're watching the NCAA tournament, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great to be a part of it. Obviously, the goal is to, to get to Saturday, get a win, and, and punch the ticket. Uh, last year, you guys made a run, got got in had a you know just i'm telling just grinders against utep and and uab and uh and and that was in in your team they were such a almost refused to die kind of group a year ago every team has a little different personality this one is a little different from last year yeah it is you know that you brought up last year's team i thought uh we showed some grit and resolve particularly uh having lost josh jefferson going into the tournament yeah. you know our leading score last year goes down with two games to go in the regular season uh right after we had clinched the the uh, cusa east division at home against western and he goes down with an injury that didn't allow him to play the rest of the year and some teams you know with a, an all-conference caliber player leading score goes down you duck your head and and you've got two or three more games left and you go home and i just thought our team came down here ready to play uh thirsty hungry to to win uh, got a great win against utep an overtime game and then obviously played in the that thriller against UAB, a triple overtime loss, uh, 200 combined points, 102 to 98. Uh, I, I just thought both teams played really hard, really well. And then we uh, followed that up with a run to the CBI championship. I just thought that team was still hungry to keep playing. And I really think that's the key for any team this time of year. Yeah, you know, doesn't or, matter what tournament you end up in in the no, postseason. No, because you now with access to your players in the summer, uh, you start summer workouts in June. And if you're, it's your uh, one every four years, you're able to go on a foreign tour. And if that particular year is your year to go on a foreign tour in August or sometime during the summer, most a lot of teams choose August, it gives you ten more practices than other teams are allowed to have, and you choose, you get those in the summer. So the point being, like, some teams have been at this for eight or nine months. Yeah. And for the guys that are still enjoying playing, they do well this time of year. Uh, the teams that are just tired and worn out, or they've been unlucky and they're a little banged up right now, uh, they're ready for a break. And those are the teams that kind of fizzle out or don't advance the way you think they might should have or would have four months ago. And uh, that, that'll be the difference, I think, uh, this week for our tournament because there's so many teams that are kind of close to each other in terms of uh, ability. And uh, you'll see that in these postseason tournaments as well. The most overused word – and the least understood word 
in athletics is toughness. And when you look at what you just described, you just described toughness, but it's not of the physical variety necessarily, although there is a physicality that's involved in it. It's more the mental toughness. And it's as much about we just want to keep playing. And we're looking for an opportunity to just move forward. And I think that's where every team is so different. Even if you bring back the same players, they, they you know, they change mentalities for whatever reason. And that's where your mental toughness, I think, really starts to demonstrate itself, not only in terms of do you want to keep playing, but how do you invest in terms of the scout? How do you invest in terms of being a professional? And what I mean by that is taking care of your body, eating right, sleeping right, doing all those different types of things. And there are so many intangibles that are involved with postseason play and advancement and that's when you really start finding out who you have on your team. Yeah, and really how, how excited your guys are to continue playing. You know, you're right. It, it is a mental toughness thing because you're not really going to completely reinvent the wheel or, uh, you know, that extra 20 minutes of, of practice that uh, somebody's not going to all of a sudden <clears throat> go from an average shooter to a great shooter with an extra eight minutes of uh, shooting drill. You kind of are what you are. You <laughs> are what you are. Yeah. So it's – can you sit in a ballroom and soak up a scout watching, oh, I see what they're trying to get done on this play, and here's what it's called. Because at this point in our league, with everybody playing each other twice, it's a round-robin league, you, you've got some play calls. You know, you've played them at their place, and they're yelling out play four, and you look out there and you see what they just did, so you make your notes. Here's what play four is. Well, then you they come back to your place and they yell out two, and here's what they run. Well, now you, you, you start to develop, well – Here's what their play calls are, and it, it's how hard you run them, yeah. how well you execute them. Uh, does the other team soak up your stuff, your scout, better than you soak up theirs? Well, that ain't good. You know, can your guys yeah. sit and remember, uh, here are their three or four most used baseline out-of-bounds plays. Uh, can and so you don't get scored on on a baseline out because that that is kind of the hidden part of a game too is all of a sudden that both teams have six or seven uh, baseline outs and one team scores three or four and the other team scores zero mm-hmm. and now you get beat eight or nine to nothing on OBs and that can be the difference in in ball games and tournament play. Yeah, and when we use the term being a pro and you think about what the pros do in terms of their investment as it relates to a scout, for example. They're playing three and four games a week. So they don't have time necessarily to get to the practice floor, but it is about investing in the scout. And very similar to what we've got here where to win this thing, we've got to win three in three days. And that means that and you, you got to win. Time. You got to win two in about the span of twenty hours. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. you, you don't. Six o'clock Thursday and eleven a.m. Yeah. Eleven thirty a.m. on yeah. Friday morning. Yeah, so you avoid the practice floor for the most part for because sure. you don't want to wear your legs out, but that's you correct. still have to invest. So that's where again that mental toughness comes back into play. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we'll we'll take the floor by about five o'clock on Thursday to get ready for the game, and by one thirty the next afternoon, game two will be over. That's right. And so, right. to your point, in about twenty hours, you're going to have played two full games, and uh, that's that's not a competitive disadvantage. The other team's got to do it too, and so who manages their body? Who can soak up a scout? Who remembers uh, this particular player? I know he likes that left to right crossover into a pull up. This guy's a, a catch and shoot guy. So, how many of your players soak those individual tendencies up of the other team? Uh, who takes care of their body the best? And, and who can recover? Who can enjoy that win and still calm back down and go to sleep? And what you're talking about there and what you mentioned about the double round robin schedule this year, playing everybody twice. As a general rule for fans who are watching, that's why those 78-72 games turn into 65-59 games in postseason play because of the familiarity and, and everybody then can defend each other better and every possession becomes more valuable. It does. It really does. You can just feel, feel it when the game's going on that there's just a little bit more intensity with every possession. Uh, teams know each other, and, um, you know, it's it's that time of year where 
the the details of what you're doing on both sides of the ball will be the difference in in whether you advance or whether your season's over. And you talk about, you know, as you get into this scenario, you you talk about the other intangibles as well. Everybody here is playing for the same thing right now. Everybody is zero and zero. Everybody knows for the most part. I mean, as a general rule, that if you lose, you go home, and that may be the end of your season. So you have that added issue. You have a very different physical setting as it relates to your floor, as it relates to your shooting backgrounds and things like that. So there are a lot of different things going on here that relate to, you know, who survives and advances. And who, yeah, who manages that the best. Right. And it, it really, you know, hopefully it will play to our advantage a little bit um, in, in the game here uh, on Thursday, just knowing how many of our kind of key players have been in this facility right. that multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then last year uh, – darn near the equivalent of three games That's after right. so many overtimes um you know so hopefully just having spent more time in there because none of the teams get a practice or a shoot around in the facility before their game and so to that point like the the more you've played and the more you've advanced in previous years and have returning players that have been in the building uh will matter because you, you look at some players on the other team that are big key contributors whether they're freshmen or whether they're transfers uh tonight for some and tomorrow for the others it'll be the first time they've been in there and it's a different facility as you yeah, guys know it is and not only is it a different facility the two floors are very different yeah you don't they're not exactly the same as it relates to background sidelines and things like that that's right what is uh what's been the difference in your team home and road this year I think the blue seats and the gray floor. <laughs> I wish we could paint it yeah. when we went on the road. You know, I, I think, um, you know, first of all, we've been uh, really good at home. You know, I, our guys do enjoy playing there. I think every team that knows uh, or that truly works hard, practices hard, puts all their effort into getting better as a individual and getting better as a team on your home floor – uh, that's where you just do not want to lose. Right. You know, you've put so much into it, so you don't want to lose there. And then uh, on the road, we just haven't been as good, particularly on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you know, with about two or three weeks to go in the season, uh, I had our guys uh, put together, like, what are the average number of points we're giving up home, neutral and away over the last two years mm-hmm. uh, because it just isn't a, a three or four game stretch mm-hmm. um, where the the difference home and away is is what it is it's it's for a longer stretch and we were giving up 59.7 points a game uh, at home we were giving up 59.7 points a game in regulation that is uh, on neutral floors and it was like 76 on the road. Yeah. And you got to know, like, you've got to step up your defensive intensity because the the team that you're playing, that's where they shoot. Right. That's where they practice. Generally speaking, they're going to shoot better at home. Yeah. You've got to defend better at home. So uh, we've we've got to be ready to do that uh, this week down here. All right. Eli Lawrence uh, named second team all-conference yesterday. Uh, Kyle and I joke a little bit that uh, – that Eli has been a calming force and a really good leader when he after he cut his hair, had the new hairdo <laughs> this how, year. How about it, it's, it's it's almost like his personality changed. Well, it it's uh, I'm so proud of him and how he's grown as a young man, but also just as a basketball player. Came in kind of <clears throat> you know not wild, but just uh, an electric athlete, uh, mm-hmm. uh, an active. He's become a complete player. Uh, he now. has. He yeah. really has. I mean, he was flying all over the floor on both ends of the floor, was a streaky score, and now he's just become a, a really good, solid basketball player. T. Leonard named the on the all-defensive team, and also he, along with DeAndre Dishman and Cam Weston, were named honorable mention all-league. Yeah, you've got to have uh, – Speaking of electric. <laughs> yeah. yeah T, uh, the plug. Has, yeah, he's had some highlight plays over his last couple of years. Uh, on both sides of the ball, you know, obviously he was named to the all de- defensive team. Uh, in large part, he, you know, he's blocked a lot of shots and stolen uh, the ball a lot of times uh, on the other end of the floor. 
you know, he's he's had some highlight reel dunks, and uh, he he's fun to watch. And Cam and Dish have done well uh, for us as well this year. And uh, any good team has to have plenty of good players. And you talk about uh, Dish in particular. We know we thought we might be seeing the last of him a year ago, but uh, he wanted uh, one more rodeo, and and here we are. And right now, you're guaranteed one more game. And, 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 you know, for those seniors like him, he is your only one for sure that is a senior that won't be back. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that uh, we're going to see his very best this week. You'll for sure see his best efforts yeah. and, and his best uh, preparation. You know, the, the, this time of year, when, uh, to your point, when, when you've got guys that this, it's, it's winter, go home. It may be the, your last one wearing a college uniform. Uh, some, like we said earlier, some are ready for that. You know, they're, they're ready for it to be done. You know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they just haven't had the kind of uh, collegiate career or collegiate experience uh, that makes them want to keep going. And it's the opposite for others. And obviously, Dish uh, has really enjoyed his playing career because he came, chose to come back for a seventh year. That's uh, unbelievable. His, his fifth year and his seventh overall. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, him this week and, and see how our team kind of follows that lead. Charlotte, uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, will be on the air at 5.30 with that. Uh, Charlotte has been on an uptick lately. They have done a few things with their team, changed it up a little bit, roles have changed a little bit, and it's made them better. It really has. Bryce Williams is an all-conference caliber player. They were using him kind of as a, a great, honestly, sixth man. He was coming off the bench. They've started to start him now. Uh, Folks is a really – uh, fast, dynamic guard that was also coming off the bench. He's a young player, but uh, he's not a great shooter, but he is a dynamic athlete. Well, they've put him in the starting lineup, and so now all of a sudden a team that, uh, I won't say walked the ball up the floor, but they were one of the slower-paced teams in the country, almost to the tune of walking it up the floor offensively. Now, uh, when they're getting defensive stops, they're getting up and down the court. So you, you've seen an uptick recently in their offensive output, and Ali Khalifa, who is a terrific passer, one of the best post-passers in the country, uh, some of their staff members thinks, uh, think that he is the best a uh, big man passer in the country. I mean, he can really whip that thing around the court at 6'11", 275. Well, now he's starting to shoot threes, which really spreads their offense and spreads your defense out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western they, Kentucky, it's almost like they invert the floor. They really do. Yeah. I mean, uh, he doesn't do this every night, but when they play Western Kentucky, obviously we know Sharp is a shot blocker at 7'5", and stays right around the basket. And Khalifa was staying out on the perimeter. He shot 14 threes at 6'11", and a single game. He was 6 for 14 from 3 against Western Kentucky and the other night was um, shot 5 against UAB. So if your big man isn't capable or doesn't want to come out there and guard him, he's going to shoot threes and it really puts a ton of pressure on your defense. Yeah, and even if you don't, even if he's not shooting the threes, you have to deal with a threat. That's right. You have to deal with a threat. And you know, that's one of the things that uh, – another thing that you get into is you get all these different styles of play. No question, you particularly know, in the I tournament. Mean, yeah, we're talking about a team now, that a, a singular team that has changed styles. But then to win a championship, you, you play could somebody potentially very different. play three different styles over three days No as well. doubt, and you're going to. You will. Today, uh, it all gets underway. Western Kentucky will play UTEP at 530, FIU and Louisiana Tech at 8 o'clock, Rice and UTSA – Coming up at 8.30 in uh, final 30 seconds here. I played fill-in-the-blank with Coach Ensel. I'll play fill-in-the-blank with you. As blank goes, so go the Blue Raiders. As our defense and our rebounding goes, I mean, that, that's really going to be the name of the game for us. Um, we, it, it needs to be our, bet, our the most connected we've been on the defensive floor all year, and it will have to be our best rebounding performance of the season for a week. Uh, you, you, you're, there's too many teams, too many big guys, that, and you, that's how you kill uh, another team's run, and that's how you kill your own shooting slumps is get yep. on the glass. And so we're going to have to do those things really well this week. All right. Have a good practice today. Thank you, sir. All right, Coach Nick McDevitt joins us. Uh, We'll take a break, and the old pro Dick Palmer will join uh, Kyle Turnham and I for a final segment after this on the roundtable here on WGNS. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, 
and online at WGNSRadio.com. This Good is morning, the with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, juicechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family owned and operated since 1989. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Where is the best barbecue in town? In 1920, East Main, the best barbecue for miles around. Is in 1920, East Main. You can buy it by the pound, sandwich, platter, or plate. No matter what you choose, it will taste great. You can come with a friend by yourself or with a date. Just lick the pig barbecue. Barbecue pork, beef or chicken, Brunswick stew, great sides, lunch specials, down-home atmosphere, and they cater. Slick pig barbecue. It's the best. Do you suffer from peripheral neuropathy in your hands or feet, burning pain, balance problems, and decreased quality of life? Magnolia Medical Center can help. This is Dr. David Morris with Magnolia Medical Center. We're in the Ascend Building near the Fountains in Murfreesboro. Online at magnoliamedicalcenters.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Once again, the Roundtable with Chip Walters is this morning live from Frisco, Texas, the home of the Conference USA Basketball Tournament. And here is Chip again. All right, thank you, Bart. Uh, glad to be here for uh, one more segment of this show. And again, uh, our, our, uh, all the, the Conference USA Tournament action uh, involving Middle Tennessee will be right here on WGNS. Women's game tomorrow morning. Uh, 10.30 pregame and 11 o'clock uh, for uh, the, the play-by-play story. And, uh, Mr. Palmer, what are you looking for uh, today? Uh, you know, is, is the game leading up to Middle's game tomorrow. Well, uh, we're, we'll practice at 1 o'clock, and by that time we should know who we're going to play tomorrow. So uh, the coaches have scouting reports done on both teams. So when we get to practice, uh, then I'll get my charts and everything out, and I'll do my pregame work there. Yeah, Kyle gets to pull double duty this week, uh, as has been uh, tradition uh, here at the Conference USA Tournament. And, 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 and you've been a, a, a close follower of, of this women's basketball team all year long as well. And, and you heard what Coach Ensel had to say early in the show. And, and, and you know, this team, and, and you've said it, in our conversations all year long that when they are right they have the ability to do a lot of things and they're getting they're getting conversation by bracketologists all this kind of things uh you know there's there's some expectations uh, of some good really good things for this group this is a team that when they are right very easily sweet 16 potentially elite eight and even beyond. And at that stage of the game, you've got momentum. Of course, everybody else does as well. But they have all of the necessary tools 
to go as deep as they want to go. Well, and he talked about having mm-hmm. a little size, and now for once you, you do have – you know, they've gone international and gotten size. Yeah, and, and it's one of the things that uh, – <clears throat> the thing that I've really liked about this team all year long is their flexibility, their ability to have multiple players play multiple positions, uh, their ability to mix and match lineups, uh, their ability to have two-point guards on the floor at the same time, their ability to have multiple shooters on the floor at the same time. And that's one of the things that, you know, when you look at this Lady Raider team, if – they're shooting the ball well. Look out! Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're really shooting good. the ball well. Look out! Now, one of the things that they've got going for them is that if the shots are not dropping, they also have the ability to go inside and collect points, block to block. And you have not one but two, three players, truthfully, depending upon the matchups that you're capable of going inside with. Obviously, with Anastasia, with Casinia, and with Courtney. Mm-hmm. Courtney's inside out, but Anastasia's inside out as well, as well as Casinia. Uh, so they uh, that's the thing that I like so much about them is they have so much versatility, uh, and, and they're just a fun team to watch. They share the ball well, and uh, a much better defensive team than they're given credit for, particularly as it relates to the uh, the postseason awards. Yeah. Now, Mr. Palmer, we coach talked a lot about Alexis Whittington and her ability after six years in the program uh, to be a, a coach on the floor. And there's another one out there, and that – if we touched on and we haven't really touched deeply on is Courtney Whitson and uh and and you, she will grab people by the shirt and say and and get get things jacked up a little bit and you love to see I love to watch her passion on the floor. Yeah, the kids will listen to her and I think both uh, Courtney and Alexis plan to coach sometime. Some, I hope so. At some level. They have job offers, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I know one place they have a job offer. Yeah. It's, it's a standing I, job offer. I wonder where that would be. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, Courtney and Alexis, are the they're the, the players that have been here the longest, and they're the ones the other kids look up to. And if you're a role model type player, then uh, if you don't play your role, then it affects the other teams. And these two, I think, play their role exceptionally well. And it, it is interesting, Kyle, how they have melded together, not only with you know the international girls, as well as the local mid-state kids, and you get and you get uh, the Courtney Whitsons. That in every team is a mixture of all kinds of players like that, but this group has come together and sees that common goal, and you add that X factor of Savannah Wheeler to this group, and there could be some really special things. Absolutely, and, uh, you know, Savannah's one, obviously, that comes in that, uh, you know, had the most probably unique transition of anyone in two regards. Number one, she was the leading scorer, obviously, in the conference, and she's coming into a team that already scores at a high level. So even from the outside looking in, you're thinking, okay, how is she going to fit in with a group that already is, is, is very skilled offensively? And she's fit in just perfectly. To take it another step, she also came into a role that was left by Dorsar. And Dora was, a, speaking of coaches on the floor. Oh, man. You know, yeah. And, and, and so – Savannah is not that player that Dor was in that capacity, but you've seen sort of a sharing of the load mm-hmm. with Savannah and Courtney Blakely. And so now you have both of them, when they're out there on the floor at the same time, it allows Savannah to be a little bit more of a natural two than just having to play <clears throat> and have the um, pressure, if you will, of being the facilitator all the time. Yep. And then the way that Coach Ensel runs their offense, even if she's playing one, they still get her to a two-position relatively early in the shot clock, and uh, they just they, they function at a high level. Yeah, there's no doubt that her role has changed from the role she had at Marshall no last doubt. year yeah. because she was, she was the scorer. If, right. if she didn't score, they didn't win. And uh, she, is, she has taken up this, uh, this role uh, that she has – uh, and she's grabbed it and, and really done great with it. And, and the one thing I want to give Savannah credit for, uh, she has evolved defensively as well. The one thing, if if, if I had to look for a, a, a bone in ice cream with Savannah, she's 
sometimes a little bit too aggressive and can pick up some fouls that I really wish she wouldn't yeah. pick up. But, uh, you know, she's really worked hard on the defensive end of the floor. She's come a long way. Yep. Let's turn the page to the men's tournament. And uh, this has the potential to be a week-long rock fight over oh, no at, at the star. I mean, you've got FAU, who's been ranked all year. They're the number one seed. North Texas, who will held Western Kentucky to 33 points on Saturday. You've got, uh, you've got UAB, who could score 100 every night if things go, go the way they want them. You've got Middle at number four, who's been, uh, been very good uh, at home, has, has, has been terrific in neutral site games over the last two years, going nine and two. But Middle has to open up with a team that's on the rise right now in Charlotte. I think you know. I think the key game on Thursday is going to be Middle and Charlotte of how this whole tournament goes. Yeah, Coach McDevitt used a word that that we coaches use, and it's called connected defensively. Yeah, and I think that is the absolute key for them. When Middle is locked in and connected defensively, we're really good. We're really really good. Uh, their ability to switch one through four and sometimes even one through five is is always a possibility. Our length, our shot blocking abilities, all the different things that we can bring to the table. We can play half court. We can play full court. Uh, you know, we have all the tools defensively when we're locked in. Yeah, and you know, Middle has beaten everybody in the league this year except uh, North Texas and had a, had a good lead on them early. So there should not be a lack of confidence facing anybody. No, I don't think so. And I, I think that's where you've got to look at your 40 minutes in, in, basically in, in, in a thimble. Yeah. Uh, and, and not be concerned about, you know, what's happened before or what might happen. Uh, just be focused on that 40 because your ability to play with everybody in the league is there. Um, and it, it's uh, the 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 tournament itself is just wide open, more wide open probably in the men's than it's been in a long time. The practice they'll have today, and they'll have uh, be able to have a, 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 a shoot around tomorrow, being an, a night game. Talk about the importance of getting that right, and and because Charlotte is a different team now than they were the first two times we played them, especially with the emergence of uh, Ali Khalifa and his scoring role. It's about detail. Yep. It's simply about detail, and it is about having a very clear understanding of what you're trying to get done. You can't fall asleep. You, you, you have to understand that going into all three of these games, and make no mistake, we're here to play three, mm-hmm. but you have to win the first one to get to the second one, all that goes with that. That being said, you've got to break it down. Every possession is every possession matters. Yep. Every possession is magnified. Yep. All right. One final note, Mr. Palmer. We lost uh, somebody who loves this time of year. Uh, this week, uh, Nelson Smotherman, who uh, goes back to being a statistician and with Monty Hale and maybe even yes. Ray Duffy, uh, and 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 just he loved the uh, the the girls and boys state tournaments being in Murfreesboro, and we're going to miss him. They've got a special. A uh, seat reserved for him. Yeah, at the tournament, I saw a picture of it on on Facebook today, and uh, there's it's just not going to be the same anymore. No, won't it, be the same. No, it won't. He helped. He worked with you an awful lot uh, in those years. So he uh, he, he is, is in a better place, of course. But we will all certainly miss uh, Mr. Nelson Smotherman, uh, affectionately known as the Moose. Moose, and uh, we we uh, do appreciate him and what he, you know, helped. Uh, you know, with the history of of, of local sports uh, for so so many years, and I want to say this about him: he didn't do it for money. No, he did not. He did it for heart. That's right. He, he just loved it. He certainly did. All right, that's going to wrap it up uh, for us today. Uh, don't forget, coming up next week, we'll help you fill out your tournament brackets. Chris Dorch of the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook, along with Monty Tao, will be my guest right here on the roundtable next Wednesday. So join us. That'll be fun. Hold on to your seats, <laughs> fellas. That's all I got to say. All right, that's it for today. We'll have more for, uh, from uh, Frisco tomorrow with both games as you listen all day long right here here on WGNS. Good morning from Frisco.